Hey y'all, what's going on? Welcome back to Maybe You Can Relate. I guess I'm your host, your local bear friend. I don't know, host, person who talks to themselves while recording in my child cartoon themed bedroom. Um, <laughs> what's up? So, I'm gonna talk to myself like I do and sort through some things um, because I have some feelings that I need to share and um, y'all can probably relate whether you anybody who's because uh, I have apparently I'm, I'm going to be talking about relationships romantic ones um but also family and friend relationships as well as coworker relationships. I basically talk about relationships on this podcast pretty consistently because that, isn't that what the human existence and experience, emotional experiences are made up of are basically the relationships that we have with ourselves and with other people. So, and the ways that we communicate those, um, the ways that we communicate in those relationships. So, um... I was thinking about um, <clears throat> the relationship I, I had with my twin flame. We really literally only spent like maybe two weeks total in each other's actual physical presence. Other than that, all of our communication has been through the phone or through emails, like online electronic communications. That's it. Um, and thinking about that kind of made me feel like, you know, I wonder how different, <clears throat> excuse me, I wonder how different it would have been or would be if we were able to communicate face to face on a more regular basis, um, and actually feel each other's energy and be in each other's, um, physical space and actually be able to like touch and hug and read each other's faces while we're speaking, you know, read the body language, um, be able to read each other's energy, not just through text, because that can be difficult to do sometimes. Um, so yeah, um, that thought popped into my head. Also, um, my twin said something to me that I most recently, because um, I don't even remember when she said this to me, it was probably sometime last year. Um, but she said to me that she waited for me. Um, and if you're not familiar with our story, you could probably go back and listen to some of the other podcasts. They're pretty much consistently about that experience because it has changed me as a person. It has affected my soul and the ways that I see myself and the ways that I um, interact with people. So it's a prominent relationship in my life and it kind of changed the way I love. And so it's something that I talk about a lot. Um, 
So with that said, um, when we went into our separation, I'll say our first separation, it doesn't really matter what the, which separation it was or how many separations we've had because that goes into quantifying and measuring time and shit. And time is an illusion. So during our separation, um, before I got with my last ex, I told my twin not to contact me. Um, I gotten tired of the back and forth. I had gotten tired of every time I wanted to be emotionally vulnerable, she would disappear. Um, I would be emotionally vulnerable. She couldn't handle it and she would run away. That's pretty much what I was used to with her. Um, anytime I was trying to be open emotionally, I, my interpretation is that she did not have space for it because she didn't know how to be emotionally vulnerable with herself. And you can't really make space for emotional vulnerability. And this is, once again, my interpretation from this perspective now, not from the previous one, when I was actually in the circumstance. In the circumstance, it was just painful and I didn't understand why she kept rejecting me. Um, but in this current way that I view the world and the way that people process their emotions, I assume she did not have space for it because she did not know how to be vulnerable with her emotions. And how can you uh, share space with a person who's being vulnerable with their emotions if you haven't done it for yourself? Um, because you don't know how. Um, so how can you show up for somebody in that same way? So... Basically, anytime I would try to be emotionally vulnerable with her, I would feel completely rejected because she basically would turn away from me. And and whether there was reasons for it or not, um, you know, from her perspective, I mean, it probably on her end, it probably matters, but that's not really the point of what I'm speaking on right now. Um, the point being, it, it, it was a cycle that we kept, um, going through and one, I can't say we've healed yet. Um, because I kind of feel like we repeated that cycle when we got reconnected most recently. Um, but because of that cycle, I very much started to just say, okay, well, fine. You can't handle me. You can't handle my emotions. So I'm going to go find somebody who can because I had already started talking to the person who ended up being, I ended up getting into a relationship with and is now my ex. Um, and that person, as unfortunate as that relationship was and, and, In, in the grand scheme of things, that was also a relationship that changed me deeply, but um, more so brought to the surface my own shadow um, and the ways that I hid from myself. Um, but anyway, um, I mean, I guess both of those relationships did that. One, 
awakened me to that the other one brought those things into re into real life interaction like i had to practice how to be a different person with my ex and with my twin she made me like loving her put me in a position to have to face those things and then i went into a situation where i literally had to practice how to maneuver through that energy basically um so i told her you know she randomly messaged me one day and i was like i don't want to talk to you anymore like i don't want you to be a part of my life i don't want you to follow me online i don't want anything to do with you because i don't even think i gave i don't think i gave a reason <laughs> i just said leave me alone um i was fed up with the back and forth i was fed up with her only texting me when she was ready to talk about something and never when I actually needed her. Like when I actually wanted and needed to share an emotional, vulner emotionally vulnerable space with her, she wasn't there. She was only there for the shallow, superficial shit. And it's like, that doesn't do me any good, you know? I'm a, I'm, I have a depth to me and I always have had that depth to me. And I want to be with someone who wants to share that with me. And the way that I felt about my twin at the time, there was no way that I could sit in a space of superficial shallowness with her. Um, I'm, I'm made to swim deeply. <laughs> and, and so whether I know how to swim or not, I put myself in deep waters and I fucking acclimate, if you will. Um, and she didn't know how to do that. And she wasn't willing to, it seems. Um, and so I pushed her away, basically. I rejected her at that point. I said, no, I'm tired of, of being rejected by you. Let's just call it what the fuck it is. You leave me the fuck alone and we're done here. Um, and because of that, or should I say from that, um, we went three plus years not speaking to each other. Now, in my head, I, I still wanted her to try to contact me. Like, I really wanted her to do that. But she, and I think she says that she did, but I don't know the timing. I don't know the timing on her end. And I know, like, I only know what happened on my end. I never received any communication from her. So from my perspective she was okay with that and in the things i found out after we reconnected was basically she was just honoring my wishes it wasn't that she didn't want to speak to me it was that she respected the fact that i told her not to and so she didn't um and when she tried to it didn't work apparently so I, my awareness now says, because she also said, I waited for you. I waited a year for you to come back. And a part of me, because of some of the other things that um, I know about her and even my own self, 
Um, because a part of me was waiting for her to show the fuck up, you know? But when was I showing up for myself? Okay, let's let's throw that mirror back on me. When was I showing up for myself? I was waiting for someone else to show up for me emotionally, and I wasn't showing up for myself. How can I expect her to leave space for me to be emotionally vulnerable when I wasn't really... Excuse me. Establishing that space for myself within. I mean, I kind of was, but... I was still seeking outside myself for an experience that validated it, if you will. Um, so that, that, to me, represented my need for balance in recognizing what's worth my energy and time and what's not. Um, now, the part of me, the maybe more let's put it this way. I believe that during the period of time where she was where she said that she waited for me that year or so, span of time that she said I waited for you to come back, I believe that she was seeing other people. she was dating seeing other people doing her thing. Um, because within a year from that point in time, to my understanding, she got married that very next year. So you didn't, uh, my interpretation says you didn't really wait. You spent your time with other people, seeking out other connections while trying to hoping that I would come back but come back to what to somebody who's dating other people what what message does that send energetically if you are giving your energy away to other people and and not to yourself you're too focused on spending time with other people to distract yourself from the pain of whatever you're carrying and I say that because I was doing that I don't say that as a judgment towards her and what she chose. I say that as a reality of, well, first, that's, I believe, a decent amount of human beings do that. That's why people go from one relationship to another. Unless you sort through your emotions during the end of that relationship, you're carrying all of that baggage from one relationship to the next. And you're using people as distractions from your own pain. Why are people not comfortable being by themselves? Now, once you've been by yourself for a minimum of six months, not that time is really all that important, but I'm just using it as a reference, okay? Because who knows how long it takes people to sort through their emotions. But... If you're dating other people, but you still have feelings for another person, and the only reason you're continuing on in that space is because you don't think that person's going to come back, why are you still dating? 
And the same for me. I was in a whole relationship with a crazy person just because the person I wanted wouldn't show up. Didn't know how to. And I felt, I guess, desperate. I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to be alone in that emotional vulnerability and that pain. So I used another person to distract me from it. And I want to make it clear that I'm not, these are not, like when I'm making these statements, it's not me judging my twin or other people. This is not a value judgment. I am not putting certain actions or behaviors on a pedestal and other ones judging them as wrong or right. That's not what this is about. I don't even really believe in right and wrong as a actual measurement of how people should act. I think we do things however we believe them to be necessary in that moment. So for me, in that moment in time, I felt it necessary to move on to a different relationship with somebody who was willing to be emotionally vulnerable with me and wanted that emotional vulnerability from me, even if she used it and manipulated me from that space. I still wanted someone to be there with me. And that's what I got. Now, it was distorted. It was bastardized, if you will. But even in that toxic relationship, I learned a lot about myself, my standards, my values, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. I learned a lot about myself. I have a very deep disdain for that person and for how much time I spent in that person's energy and allowing that person to be a part of my energy and my life. I can't say it was worth all of that time, but I learned a lot about me and about my values and my standards and my boundaries and what I'm willing to put up with and what I definitely should not put up with. (laughs) So I think even though there's a part of me that wishes maybe I wouldn't have taken that route, Who's to say it'd be any different than if I didn't? We really don't know. And we can't go back and change it. All we can do is respond from where we are right now, right? So, and I'll also say, when I make statements like, you know, we use people as distractions, it's because I've done it. There's an awareness. It's not just me making a judgment about somebody else's life. It's also me seeing the ways that I did that myself. I don't want people to feel like I don't get where they're coming from and I don't understand why they made certain decisions. 
we're not really made in this society to believe in connections that go beyond a certain point. Like, we get fed these fairy tale love stories, but the reality usually falls short of that, right? Like, when you get in a relationship, it something gets fucked up about it. We never get the story past the happily ever after part. Like, there's always something missing from those fairy tale stories. It's either the aftermath or, you know, the shit in the middle. We might, we get the beginning and the end. We never get the stuff in the middle. We don't know what hardships certain relationships had to go through to get to decades worth of being together and marriage has been hyped to be this thing that you're supposed to be connected or um, committed to but people make those decisions from a headspace from a logic space like oh yeah I should marry this person that's what's next on my list to do I'm supposed to get married. I'm 30. Or however old I am at the time. You know, like, every, we're all kind of made to believe we have to fit into these certain idealistic standards. And the reality is that those things are false before God. Whether you believe in God or not, you can say false before the universe, false before science. <laughs> Whatever thing you want to choose to believe in, that shit is a lie. Marriage is a sacred union that happens within your soul first. If your soul doesn't scream the name of that person, you probably aren't supposed to be with them for an extended amount of time. Definitely not the rest of your life. Once again, my opinion at this point in time, I don't hold anything to be so true that it's true for every single person. Not because I don't believe it can be true for every single person. I believe if you believe in it, then it's true for you. If you don't believe in it, then it's not true for you. But then that also determines what you experience in your life. That determines the relationships that you're attracted to. If you don't believe in longevity, you're not going to attract relationships that have longevity. If you don't believe in divine unions, if you don't believe that God can bring you somebody who is made for you, divinely orchestrated for you, divinely guided towards you then you're probably you're not going to experience that necessarily but if you believe that to be true then yeah that can be your reality it will happen because you believe it Even if that the idea of it, let's say you believe that marriage is everything, but you don't, but you 
married somebody from logic and not from your heart and soul, right? The connection that you made with that person is based off of the physical realm. It's based off of your head telling you something and saying, well, this person's good enough for now. <laughs> this person's good enough. You know, they meet all these different parameters. If I made a list, this person would check off a decent amount of that list and we'd be good to go. What movie was that where the, the chick made a list and she kept looking for dudes on who marked off everything in the list and her friends are like, you ain't never going to find nobody <laughs> trying to make, like, check off all these boxes on this list. You got to loosen up. Let go, let God. Let God bring you someone who's made for you. And go from there. Because once you get that divine union going, everything else will fall into place. Everything else you want will fall into place. So if you believe you're with that person and everything's falling into place, then you're good. But if there's something within you that don't feel right about the person you're with, whether you're married to them, whether you're dating, whether you're in a long-term committed relationship or a short-term relationship, if something don't feel right, and I'm not talking about your thoughts, I'm talking about the feeling, then it probably ain't right. And that's okay. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's completely okay to have to start over. People don't like it. But it happens. You gotta be focused on the good things that might come from it versus how shitty it's gonna feel. Yeah, it's not gonna feel great at first, but... What do you deserve? Are you with someone that you know God made for you, that you know you deserve their love and you deserve the way that they treat you and their family fits what you always thought your family would be like? And the way they treat you is the way you always thought someone would treat you. It's the way you know you deserve to be treated. Do they take care of you in the ways that you know you deserve to be taken care of? For that matter, do you take care of you the way that you know you deserve to be taken care of? Do you even know how you should be taken care of? Or deserve to be taken care of? These are the things that I learned in my previous relationship. And though my ex was not super keen on us breaking up, to say the least, I knew it was time for us to, to separate. And she consistently kept trying to make me have that conversation with her. She's like, how are you just making this decision without me? Why won't you talk to me about this shit? And I'm like, what more do I need to say other than I don't want to be with you anymore? Why is this a discussion and not just I've made a decision for my life, which I'm allowed to do, and now I would like for us to go our separate ways. 
Now, she was delusional and a little screwy in the head. She probably needs to see a psychiatrist and get some help. Um, but I'm not a doctor, I can't say. I just know I spent time with her. <laughs> and I know people and I read them pretty well. <coughs> Where's my beverage? Anybody willing to hold on so tightly to a relationship that isn't working? Especially if the other person's telling you they don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> but you just keep holding on. Like, no, we can make this work. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't want to make it work. I want to leave, bro. And what if you are with somebody and they want to make it work and, and you are okay with that idea because you've invested so much amount of time into the relationship? It's like, but are you happy? Are they really happy? And let's fuck them. Are you happy? Like, <laughs> I don't mean to say it like that. But sometimes we consider the other party way too much. And it keeps us from making that decision because we don't want to be the bad guy. We don't want to seem... We don't want to play the villain in somebody else's story. Excuse me. And that makes it difficult. Sometimes when you're so dead set on not being the villain in somebody else's story, but you kind of have to be in order to make yourself happy, in order to follow your heart and your soul. Sometimes you have to play the bad guy in somebody else's story. And avoiding that role just makes it worse. Had I had actually been... And this goes into, I feel like I started in one spot and now we're in a different one, but I'm still talking about relationships. This goes into um, sequences and numbers. So I believe things happen in threes. Um, my first relationship was nine years, 10 months, whatever. Every three years, there was a exit that I could have taken. The first one was real simple and easy. And if I had taken it, it would have been an easy break. The second one, not so easy, but it still would have been fairly painless the third one couldn't ignore it had to go because it would have ended way worse had I had stayed and I would have probably continued that cycle so I believe we get three chances that third that third exit is probably going to be the hardest one to to jump out of, if you will. It's like the divine gives you the first chance, the second one, and the third one's going to be a punch in the face. Because you didn't take the first two. 
or they're going to give you three chances to choose something that you actually want. They're going to give you the opportunity the first time. They're going to give you the opportunity the second time. The third time is going to be the last time they give you that opportunity. After that, you're going to have to go through some hoops. (laughs) You're going to have to jump through hoops to get that chance again. And it's not to say they won't support you once you choose it. But they're not going to make it easy. And it's just something you have to face. So in my last relationship, we were together three years. Every year, I practically broke up with that person. The first time probably would not have been super easy, but it would have been easier than the last time when I actually fully went through with it. The one in the middle almost happened. But I caved in. I got, I got scared of being alone. So that last one was a punch in the face. Kind of. But I knew I had to go. Because it wasn't going to serve either of us to keep trying, put quotes around that, to keep going down the same path and repeating the same cycle. I was not happy with that relationship. I was not happy with that person. And there was nothing that she could do to change it. She just wanted me to be stagnant and remain with her and just be okay with the energy that we carried together. And I'm like, do you not see this? Like, do you not understand? We are not happy together. I don't think she even fully understands that she didn't actually like me. Because when I started being the full totality of who I was, instead of catering to the things that she liked and the things that she wanted to do, she didn't like me. And I would show parts of those of myself. Like to be completely real, I didn't really know who I was when we first started that relationship. I was rediscovering myself at that point, which was another reason I should not have gotten into a relationship because then I started to um, absorb and, and take on some of her behavior. Excuse me. And that didn't suit me. But once I started to get more comfortable in myself and who I knew myself to be and and really started to see, I don't like the way that this is going. I don't like the way that she does these things. It doesn't make me feel comfortable. It doesn't make me feel good. I don't like the person that she is. I did not like her personality. She was smart. She was good at playing the role of generous. (laughs) I'm using these words very specifically. She played a good part in my life. She's one of those characters in a movie that you're like, that actor is really good. (laughs) That actor is really good. 
But man, I hate that character. Like uh, Denzel Washington in Training Day. Dude played the shit out of that part. But when he got his comeuppance at the end of the movie, you really were down for it. Like, you were like, yes, somebody take this nigga out because, damn. Like, you hated that character. But Denzel played that part like the professional that he is. Like the well-seasoned and trained actor that he is. He knows his craft. So I hope that analogy fits and makes sense to Uh, (laughs) y'all. But because I was spending that time distracting myself with a whole nother relationship, how was I... how was I really leaving space for my twin to show up? Right? How was I really allowing myself to come into my own energy, be welcoming to my own energy? If, if we're talking about twin flames, twin flames share energetic source. A lot of people say they they are they have the same soul. It's like one soul split in half, and it goes into two different bodies. And I think um, that description, I take issue with it because I believe myself to be a full soul. I don't I don't, but I believe that our resonance definitely relates. We have resonance with each other. There's a familiarity that cannot be ignored. So, and there are certain things that we have in common that just feel comfortable. And it's almost like you find somebody and that person feels like home, but at the same time, there is this this powerful magnetism Right, But with magnets, when you turn them around, they reject each other. So if you're not a balanced magnet within your own energy, then those two forces have a tendency to reject each other if they get too close. And that sounds so perfect, I'm not even going to further explain. I mean, I probably will, but... Uh, itchy, itchy. I don't know what this is on my temple, but... It's been there for a couple of days, and it's just... Scabbed up, I don't know, if I scratched it too hard or something. Anyway, um... Once those... Magnets, it's like you're being attracted
you're being attracted to each other. But if you don't learn to balance the energy within yourself, that attract attraction can only go so far. And once you get close enough, it's then going to repel you in the other direction. That's the best way I can describe that. So, me spending time in a relationship for three years with a person who was completely not made for me, and I pretty much reflected the vibe I was getting. It was a manipulative relationship. It was toxic on a multitude of different levels. And it wasn't very honest and real. Um, and I had to separate myself from that energy. I had to learn to be honest with myself. I had to learn to be emotionally balanced within myself so that I could express those emotions. Even if I was being vulnerable to a person I did not trust, I could do so with honesty, excuse me, to myself. And that was more important to me.